SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hour number three of the morning after on this Monday right here on Sports Grid and Sirius XM Channel 159. I am Ben Stevens. Four teams remaining in the 2022 NCAA Men's Basketball Tournament, otherwise known as the Final Four. Now the stage is set for New Orleans this weekend. We'll look at the four and the two games that we have on Saturday night and a big picture view from a national title perspective as well as one team will be left standing one week from tonight in New Orleans as a national champion this year in the big dance. The narratives that go into the matchups and the odds as they open up to begin this week on a Monday. We will also get Tom Vecchio's prop perspective for a great Monday slate in the NBA. And of course, we need some guidance on this Monday to start us off for a profitable week. That will come from the sportsbook conciliary Dave Sherapan himself to end out this third and final happy hour of a Monday edition of the morning after right here on the Spiz Grizz. But we welcome in our West Coast audience to begin this third hour. Our West Coast wake up looking at a team that plays their basketball out in Los Angeles. But boy, oh boy, are the Lakers struggling right now. Blowing a 23-point lead last night against the New Orleans Pelicans in a potential play-in tournament preview game. Well, it wasn't a good future look for the Lakers losing by eight 116 108 after blowing another 20 plus point lead a 23 point lead last night over the Pelicans and still find a way to lose by eight and not even cover as a four point underdog the Pels covering as a four point favorite of course but as we look at the Lakers here they have lost two straight games they have lost six of their last eight and even though LeBron James had 39 points and nine assists yesterday and even though LA held a 23 point lead they were not able to close out a victory and this is not a time back in February or January or even December where it's like all right they lost on a Sunday night to the Pelicans whatever no they need to win basketball games because the Lakers right now are behind the Pelicans by a half game the Pels are in that ninth spot in the West the Lakers now holding on for dear life in the play-in tournament perspective in that 10th spot. The Lakers are 12 games below 500 at 31 and 43 straight up. The Pelicans four or 32 and 43 straight up, that half-game advantage for the ninth spot. And the Pelicans have won five of their last eight games, and they have covered in six of their last eight, bringing positive momentum to the postseason. The play-in tournament starts on April 12th, just over two weeks remaining here in the NBA regular season. Lakers, eight more games remaining. The Pelicans now only seven left on the docket. And the Pelicans are trending in a positive direction. Of course, we know there will be no Zion Williamson the rest of the year for New Orleans. But Brandon Ingram is back and looking a little bit healthier. 26 points to lead all scores on the Pels last night in only 26 minutes. And C.J. McCollum, another double-digit performance, nearly 20 finishing with 18 points but let's look at the lakers here 65 to 1 now to win the western conference 65 to 1 the lakers were the preseason favorites at plus 195 to put that into perspective the nets who are also in the ninth spot in the eastern conference were the preseason favorites to win the whole darn thing 
but especially the East at plus 135, they're still co-favorites at plus 300 despite their struggles throughout the regular season. The Lakers have struggled so mightily, they went from plus 195 to now 65 to 1, the ninth best odds to win the West. A welcome to our Sports Grid Radio audience here in our third hour of a Monday on the morning after Sirius XM channel 159 all of our terrestrial radio affiliates now in the mix as well I am Ben Stevens looking at the Western Conference odds in the Western Conference standings where the Lakers find themselves holding on for dear life in that 10th spot in the Western Conference standings a half game behind the New Orleans Pelicans only a one game lead over the San Antonio Spurs, who have won three straight games and have covered in three straight. And the Spurs have eight games left. That gets started tonight as a seven-and-a-half-point road favorite against the Houston Rockets. The Lakers can ill afford losses at this point. That one-game edge they hold over San Antonio is not a whole lot. And if you look at the odds, it's certainly not one that favors the Lakers at the moment. Andrew Bocci-Galupo, our outstanding intern here on this show, brought up this point earlier in our second hour. As you look at the odds to make the Western Conference play-in tournament available on the FanDuel Sportsbook, the Pelicans, who hold that half-game advantage over the Lakers for the ninth spot, to make the play-in tournament, this is not to get out, but to make the play-in tournament, are minus 3,000. What is the interesting numbers here are the Spurs and the Lakers, both at the same exact price, at minus 135. So the Spurs, although trailing by one game right now from that 10th and final spot in the Western Conference standings, they have the same number as the Lakers in the odds board at minus 135. The Spurs end this regular season with this eight-game stretch that begins tonight. Again, a seven-and-a-half-point favorite against the Rockets, and the Spurs have won three straight. They also have two more games against the Portland Trailblazers, who are struggling terribly right now actively it seems trying to lose basketball games as they have packed it in here following the all-star break so that would set up pretty well for the spurs who again minus 135 where the lakers are at minus 135 as well just to make the play in tournament this doesn't even forecast what happens in the play in tournament but the lakers have a long road to go the preseason favorites in the west at plus 195 now 65 to 1 as la has lost two straight and six of their last eight. The final four is set. We look at those odds for this upcoming Saturday night in New Orleans next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. And then there were four. The final four in New Orleans is set for this upcoming Saturday night in the Big Easy. This is the morning after on SportsGrid and Sirius XM Channel 159. All across the SportsGrid network as well, I am Ben Stevens. The final leg of the big dance with the final four teams remaining. A national champion will be crowned one week from tonight in new orleans let's look at the path to get there with the four remaining teams first we start big picture a look at the national championship odds of course from a brand name and star power perspective for this ncaa tournament to have villanova kansas duke and north carolina as your final four 
that carries a lot of weight in the world of college basketball. We can debate Blue Bloods all day, but North Carolina, Kansas, and Duke are certainly a part of the Blue Blood category in college basketball. And Villanova's recent success, coupled with their storied history, I think you could make the argument for this being a battle of all four Blue Bloods in New Orleans come Saturday night for the Final Four. But those prices to win a national championship right now. Duke is now the betting favorite at plus 160. Kansas, 20 cents behind at plus 180. There you see Villanova plus 450, the second longest price. And North Carolina rounds out the four at five to one. So pretty close to the top, only 20 cents of difference. A fall off to Villanova and North Carolina at three in four but nova and carolina pretty close in price as well only 50 cents difference between the tar heels and the wildcats why is that well look at the spreads that we have for the final four on saturday night we begin with the first game up kansas a four and a half point favorite against villanova and over under at 133 duke is also a four and a half point favorite and we'll discuss that game not only from an odds perspective but the narrative and historic perspective around Duke and Carolina in just a moment. But focusing here on the Wildcats and the Jayhawks. Now, Kansas was the one seed in the Midwest region. In my summation, the Midwest region was one of the easiest paths I can remember in the NCAA tournament in the past five years. For how Kansas had to get here, the 16 seed in Texas Southern, Kansas wins that game in covers. A nine seed in Creighton that gave the Jayhawks all they could handle, and Creighton ended up covering as a 12 point underdog but Kansas wins that game and of course advances to the Sweet 16 then in the Sweet 16 on Friday night a Providence Friars team that was lucky and not very good at basketball and the worst four seed we've ever seen in the history of the big dance well the Friars ended the year doing what they know how to do and that was cover as an underdog nine and one against the spread for Ed Cooley and company this year when booked as a dog but Kansas wins by five and they advance not covering as a seven seven and a half point favorite and then yesterday Miami gave them all they could handle in the first half in fact the 10 seed in the Canes had a six point lead at the break until Kansas rallied for 47 points to Miami's 15 in the second half for the Jayhawks to win by 22. Ochai Abaji was huge yesterday, leading all scores on Kansas, finishing with 18 points. But in my opinion, the path has not been that difficult. I think this is the first real test that Kansas will face. And I mentioned Creighton and Providence, both booked as underdogs against Kansas, both teams out of the Big East, and Kansas did not cover against either of those teams. I would feel stronger about this test that Villanova could present for Kansas if it wasn't for the unfortunate circumstance to happen to Nova at the end of their six-point victory in a gritty 50-44 to win over Houston on Saturday night in the Elite Eight in that South Regional Final. Because as Villanova was battling with the Cougs, one of their leading scorers and Justin Moore tore his Achilles. He will miss the remainder, of course, of this NCAA tournament. Justin Moore averaging nearly 15 points per game for the Cats. He had 15 in the Sweet 16 for Villanova over Michigan he had 21 in the Cats opening round of 64 game against Delaware he has scored in double figures in 11 of the last 15 for Jay Wright and company so to not have Justin Moore is going to be a big knock Villanova has depth Villanova has experience in fact they have guys like Jermaine Samuels that played on that 2018 national championship team that actively were a part of that national title game 
And so they can rely on that depth and that experience. But not having Justin Moore is going to be difficult for Villanova. And that's why I think the spread is even four and a half in favor of KU. I think it might be closer to three, three and a half if Justin Moore was available for this final four matchup. The first one up on a Saturday night in New Orleans. And again, that over-under at 133. Why? Well, Kansas can push pace, but Kansas has gone under now in two straight games against Providence and against Miami yesterday as well. Of course, when Miami only scores 15 points in the second half, a total of 147 and a hook stands no shot of going over. But Villanova has the 14th slowest tempo in all of college basketball, an incredibly efficient offense ranking inside the top 10, but slows the game down. And when they don't even get to 100 combined against Houston, of course, that will affect the number for the next game. And that's why you see the total at 133 points now credit to me we've gone five nearly six minutes in this segment and I have not uttered the name coach Mike Krzyzewski but that will be the narrative that we all follow over the next five days leading into New Orleans for the final four the final year of coach K's tenure at the helm of Duke men's basketball more than 40 years he has been there in Durham for Duke and the Blue Devils now his 13th appearance in the final four he has reached nine national championship games he has won five national titles he is trying to win number six and head into retirement a very very happy man what a story what a script we have for coach k in his final year reaching the final four one last time in his last dance and then who does he play out of the east region oh look how that bracket set up north carolina the first ever meeting between duke and carolina in the ncaa tournament one of the best rivalries, not just in college basketball, but all in, in all of sports. And the two teams have not met in the postseason to decide a national champion. And now we get that opportunity for a Final Four nightcap on Saturday in New Orleans. I mean, truly, you could not script it any more beautifully than this as we go on the retirement tour to one final stop in New Orleans for Coach K. 13 Final Four appearances during his time at Duke. 101 NCAA tournament wins throughout his career. On the other side, the first year of Hubert Davis. You cannot speak highly enough about what Hubert Davis did for this UNC team. They started off 4-3 and three in ACC play. They have now won 16 of their last 19 games. And there were a couple of ugly losses along the way down the stretch against Pittsburgh, who's a shell of a basketball program at the moment. They got trounced by Vautech. But they have now covered in eight of their last nine games. And as an underdog this year, North Carolina is 5-5 five and five against the spread and straight up. They won outright as a two-point underdog against UCLA in the Final Four on Friday night. In the time they were booked as a dog before that, oh yeah, an 11-point dog inside Cameron Indoor in Coach K's final regular season home game. And North Carolina won that game outright as an 11-point underdog and posted 94 on Duke inside their own home arena. So you don't think this game has motivational tactics? You don't think this game has every narrative and storybook you would want for Coach K and Duke and Hubert Davis in North Carolina? Oh, my goodness. Talk about a ball game that we have in the Final Four in New Orleans. And again, Duke, a four-and-a-half-point favorite. Where will the odds go for this game? I think we could see some Tar Heel money from an underdog perspective. And notice that total as well, an over-under, over excuse me, that currently stands at 150.
51. Why is it so high? Well, North Carolina, a top 40 tempo in all of college basketball. Duke is now, with the updated metrics, according to Ken Palm, the most efficient offense in the country, but Duke's defense leaves a little bit to be desired. In, fa in fact, especially how they guard the three-point line. So Duke has allowed seven of their last 10 opponents to score 70 or more points. And North Carolina can certainly score the basketball as well. Plenty to get to this week, and we'll update every number you need to know from a Final Four perspective. But props with Tom Vecchio next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Back right here on the morning after on Sports Grid and Sirius XM Channel 159. I am Ben Stevens, now joined as we are every single Monday by FanDuel's Tom Vecchio. Here to look at the board for tonight in the NBA. A couple of prop perspectives that you need to know, but also maybe a bigger picture view now with just two weeks left in the NBA regular season. So Tom, thank you for joining us. I hope you had a lovely weekend as well. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's crunch time in the NBA, 15 days until the playoffs start. This is where the teams are making their final pushes. I'm ready to go. So let's look big picture first here, Tom Becchio, if you do not mind. The NBA championship odds in which we see the Phoenix Suns, a very short number in comparison to the rest of the field, plus 300. The Nets double that number at plus 600 with the second best price, 50 cents in front of the reigning NBA champs. The Milwaukee Bucks at plus 650. So, Tom, as you evaluate the futures market right now for an NBA title, where do you think value might be on the board? Uh, I would be going directly to the Boston Celtics, actually, uh, plus 800. I actually already took a future on the Celtics to win the East, not the NBA title overall, just to win the East. Uh, they've been playing amazing right now. Their defense uh, has really turned up this second half of the season. The first few months were a little bit rough for them, new coach. But really, since the start of the calendar year, they have looked completely dominant. They're getting scoring from multiple members, of course, Tatum and Brown leading the way. But they added uh, Derek White at the trade line. They have some good depth. They have great defense overall. So I actually took the Celtics to win the East. I think they're a bit undervalued considering uh, the prices for the, the 76ers, the Nets, et cetera, et cetera, and the Bucks. The Celtics, their defense is borderline unmatched right now. So I'd be going to the Celtics overall uh, as well, uh, the East as well as the overall championship. And you got them at 8-1 to one on this Monday morning. The Boston Celtics now who occupy the top spot in the Eastern Conference standings, also the third best odds in the East at plus 350. Their price has dropped steadily over the last week for the Boston Celtics. Why? They've won six straight games, 11 of their last 12. And Tom, they've covered in five of the six on this recent winning streak. That at stake tonight in Toronto, up in the Great White North, where the Celtics are a four-point underdog. Toronto also playing some good basketball here as of late. From a prop perspective, you mentioned Jason Tatum, 34 points yesterday. Jalen Brown, 31 points yesterday for the Celtics in a 22-point victory over the Minnesota Timberwolves. Who are the names to know on both of these sides as you evaluate a prop market here in the regular season home stretch? 
For the Celtics, that would be Jalen Brown, and it depends on Jason Tatum's status for a time because late last night it popped up that he's dealing with some knee injury and his status for today is just uncertain. Uh, this line opened up at one and a half or two. It's now up to four in favor of the Raptors. So I'd be waiting on the Tatum news. Obviously, there's no Brown lines out yet. So I'd be going to uh, Jalen Brown as well. We also should not be seeing Rob Williams or Al Horford play for the Celtics. Mm. So potentially missing three starters opens up a ton of usage for Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, uh, maybe Grant Williams stepping into the starting lineup. So there's a few question marks for the Celtics right now. On the Raptors side of things, I'd be looking to Pascal Siakam very heavily if we do see uh, all three of those starters out. I think it should just be a much easier path for him, you know, potentially going up against Daniel Tice and Grant Williams. Uh, you know, like a PRA bet for Siakam could be the play for the Raptors tonight. So, Tom, as we are now in the home stretch of this NBA regular season, we've mentioned just about two weeks left, seven or eight games left for most teams across the league. How do you use that race for playoff positioning or a postseason berth in terms of a motivational standpoint in your handicapping for the prop market? That has to be first and foremost for a lot of teams. Not every team. We know some teams are you know, locked firmly into whether it's the two seed, the three seed. I don't think there's too much of a difference for that. But these teams that are on the borderline of making the playoffs, making the play-in, uh, trying to get out of the play-in into the playoffs. These are very, very important factors. We also have to look at the you know, flip side of that, teams that are firmly out of it and you know, calling up players from the G League, signing these players to uh, you know, full contracts that were on two-way contracts, whatever it might be, they could be seeing more time. Like These are very, very important factors for players that are going to be seeing increasements or decreasements. So props are you know, really tight right now in terms of who you are getting at, at what line. So... Uh, motivation is everything or lack thereof for basically every team right now. And you could certainly say the Spurs are rather motivated. And DeJounte Murray, I know, is an area you are looking tonight. San Antonio, just a game behind L.A. right now for that 10th and final spot in the Western Conference play-in tournament portion of those playoff standings. The Spurs, a seven-and-a-half-point favorite on the road tonight against Houston. Why are you targeting DeJounte Murray, Tom? So first and foremost, it's an easy matchup for him going up against the Houston Rockets. This game has a massive 234 and a half over under. Both teams are in the top six of the league in pace. Um, you know, no defense being played by Houston this season. Uh, Murray has played them three times this year. He's averaging 23.3 points and 10.7 assists. And as you said, they are right behind the Lakers. And after the Lakers game last night, LeBron said that he rolled his ankle really bad if you saw that replay. And it's not looking good. So this is an opportunity for the, uh, for the Spurs to kind of jump ahead of the Lakers, who we know don't have Anthony Davis. If LeBron's going to be out for any period of time, it should open up an opportunity, opportunity for the Spurs to jump ahead of him. Uh, it's an easy matchup. Murray has hit the over on 32 and a half points plus assist in the seven out of his last 10 games. He has, you know, five double doubles. The player that's consistently filling up a stat sheet going for not only a double double, but a triple double in a lot of these circumstances. So I love the matchup. I love the pace. And I also love that motivation factor for the Spurs who are in a spot to jump ahead of the Lakers and, you know, kind of secure their postseason berth or not secure it, but take another step in getting towards the postseason. Tom, the Cleveland Cavaliers, a nine-point home favorite tonight against the Orlando Magic, a game you are targeting for another player that likes to fill up the stat sheet. Who are you looking at for the Cavs? That would be Darius Garland and the over at 38.5 points, rebounds, and assists. It's sitting at minus 115. The Celtics, uh, excuse me, the Celtics, the Cavaliers for Darius Garland. The Cavs have lost three in, uh, three in a row, and they fall into the seventh seed, which puts them in the play-in. And as I've said before about Garland and other players, you know, this is not going to be anything new. He plays a ton of minutes. He has a good matchup. They have motivation. 
we want to be sticking with the consistent factors. And not only is he playing, you know, 30, 35 minutes, he's played 37 minutes or more in each of his past 10 games, if not going for 40 plus. He's gotten over this mark of 38 and a half in six out of his last 10 games. I don't love the overall game environment versus the Magic with a 217 over under and a higher spread, but simply the minutes are going to be there for Garland. So, yes, it's an easy matchup going up against the Magic. It doesn't have a massive over under. So, I'm looking at Garland tonight. I also like the double double performance bonus. So, Garland double double plus the Cleveland win, seeing a plus 114. Mm-hmm. This is a matchup they really need. They can't be losing four in a row, you know, falling further in the playoff standings, especially to the Magic. Yeah, and they're now one game behind those Toronto Raptors. And again, Toronto, a four-point favorite at home tonight, maybe against the Celtics team that's not quite at full strength, despite the fact that the Boston Celtics are on a six-game winning streak. A team that continues to win, even without their best player, the Memphis Grizzlies. They've won four straight, eight of their last nine, and John Morant hasn't been available here as of late for the Grizzlies. And they are an 11-point favorite against the Golden State Warriors at home tonight. So, Tom, as you've been looking at the Grizz, even without John Morant, where has the value been from a prop perspective for those Memphis Grizzlies? That lies with uh, Desmond Bain, lies with Tyus Jackson, uh, Tyus Jones, excuse me. Tyus Jones, the new starting point guard, lies with Jaron Jackson there, of course, power forward. Everyone's contributing, whether it's the rebounds from Jackson. We see Desmond Bain stepping out and hitting three-pointers. Uh, Tyus Jones filling up a stat sheet. They're getting it done without John Morant, and they did it earlier in the season when he was out with another injury. So yeah. they look great. The Warriors are going to be extremely shorthanded tonight. We know that Steph Curry's been out. Uh, they played last night against the Wizards, and Coach Curry, uh, Steve Curry, after the game, said that it's unlikely that Draymond Green, Clay Thompson, and Andrew Wiggins are, are not going to be playing tonight. So it's going to be a very thin lineup for the Warriors. That puts me in a, in a spot to look for Jordan Poole props just because he's going to be handling the ball so much for them, going to be their primary shot taker. So I like Memphis in this game just because they are significantly healthier compared to the Warriors, but we do have plenty of value uh, lying with Jordan Poole, who's going to be taking probably 20-plus field goal attempts tonight. The Grizzlies now in that second spot in the Western Conference standing. Sure, nine games behind Phoenix for the top spot. They're not catching the Suns there, of course, but they have a four-game lead over the Golden State Warriors for that second spot. So it seems like the Grizz will be the second seed in the Western Conference playoffs. A team that's battling it out right now, Tom, to stay above that play-in tournament, the Denver Nuggets. Is that another area for you on this Monday night for the Nuggets that you're looking at from not a prop, but spread perspective? Please explain the focus on the Nuggets tonight. Yeah, the Nuggets tonight, first half line, minus one and a half or minus two, whatever you can find it at. Uh, they're going up against the Hornets or on the second night of back-to-back. This is a big pace-up spot for the Nuggets. Uh, we also see them very solid in first halves overall this season. They're 41-33-1 and one in the first half. Meanwhile, the Hornets are 34-38-3. and three. Uh, I expect the Hornets, they've been hot as of late, but they're on a back-to-back. Hopefully some slow legs to start the game will give the Nuggets the upper hand. I'll also be looking to potentially some Will Barton or Bones Highland three-point props because the Hornets are the second-worst team in the league for the most three-pointers allowed per game to their opponents, sitting at 14.0 per game. So that's a lot. And we see Will Barton hitting basically two three-pointers every single game, and I think his line is going to be at two and a half, uh, probably the, the plus money on the over. So I like Will Barton tonight. I love Jokic tonight. Depends on uh, where you can get his PRA at, but it's a pace-up spot. It's a team that plays fast. They don't play a lot of defense, and they're on the second night of a back-to-back. So I like the Nuggets in the first half. I like them in the game overall, and then some Bones Highland and Will Barton three-point props. 
FanDuel's Tom Vecchio going all across the board on a Monday night around the association, even a futures perspective as we enter the home stretch of this NBA regular season. Just about two weeks left until we get to the play in tournaments and then into the playoffs. Tom, thank you so much. And a week from Thursday, that would be MLB opening day where the home run prop king comes back to us here on the morning after. Tom, thank you so much for your time today. Thanks for having me, and I'm excited for home runs this season, as always. Oh, there will be a lot of home runs, I am sure. It's a great time in the world of sports. Major League Baseball on the horizon. Home playoff push of the NBA regular season. And, of course, the Final Four. What's up next? SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Back right here on a Monday on the morning after on Sports Grid and Sirius XM Channel 159. I am Ben Stevens, and as we look forward to the Final Four, about five days away from Saturday in New Orleans for a battle of all of the bluest of the bloods, we need advice. We need to make sure we have the proper guidance heading in to a weekend this big in the world of college sports and at the NCAA Men's Basketball Tournament. So who do we turn to, of course, that would be our sportsbook conciliary. Dave Sharapan, former odds maker himself, and look at the lid. That is Carolina Blue, Dave. Yep. It's the only one I got left, Benjamin. I mean, I ran out the rest. I couldn't find a peacock hat. Didn't need to get one of those, though. We knew this right. one wasn't going to get there on Sunday. Um, but, man, we got – could you have asked for a better Final Four? A more – I mean, we're in the content business now, right? I mean – it's fun to book the games too. They're both lined four, four and a half. This will be this will be a lot of fun. But we get something to talk about all week. I thought I was going to come on and talk about you know the games there in New York on Tuesday, the, the NIT, you know, yeah. Final Four, and you know you went here, so we got all kind of things to talk about. I mean, I love the NIT as much as the next person. Don't get me wrong. Kind of sad it's not going to be at Madison Square Garden for the finals anymore after this year, but. The focus is the national championship. The focus is the final four because one week from tonight, there will be a national champion crowned cutting down the nets in New Orleans. And right now, Dave, the favorite to do so would be the Duke Blue Devils, sending coach Mike Krzyzewski into retirement with his sixth national championship. Duke at plus 160. But it was Kansas that entered the weekend with some of the best odds to win the national championship. Now 20 cents behind the Duke Blue Devils at plus 180. A pretty good drop-off to Villanova at plus 450. And then North Carolina rounds out the group of four with the longest odds at 5-1. to one. Dave, any prices in this market that caught you by surprise, maybe even Duke, now being the favorites to win the national title? Uh, no, not Duke being the favorite because, I mean, as much as you bet these games from what you see on the TV, a lot of people bet these things on the narrative. And Duke is yep. the narrative that they are going to send off Coach K in the most perfect of fashion. I'm surprised that Villanova is not the fourth choice, to be perfectly honest, of, of, the, mm. of the four. That is what surprised me when I just saw that graphic right now. Great job, Bocci and the boys, by the way. Excellent work. Um, yep. 
I don't know, man. Like, does it feel like any one of the four teams could win? To me, it does right now. I don't think I, – I don't feel like one or two of them are favorites over anyone to win two more games. It's a two-game parlay right now, and I think any of the four teams could win. And, Dave, when you see those prices, they're relatively close to one another. And what I mean by that is the two favorites in the Final Four on Saturday night, Duke plus 160, Kansas plus 180, and the two underdogs, Nova plus 450, UNC 5-1, and both game spreads, as we mentioned, at 4, 4.5. We have seen some movement on that matchup between North Carolina and Duke on this Monday morning. It was at 4.5 just a few hours ago, live now. On the FanDuel Sportsbook, only four in favor of the Blue Devils. So let's talk narrative. The first ever meeting between North Carolina and Duke in the NCAA tournament. And it comes in the final season of Coach K in his last trip to the Final Four. Storybook, narrative, every word you could use to preview this game, Dave. What do you expect the public betters to do as we get closer to the final four in New Orleans that might affect this number in favor of Duke at four at the moment. Well, you know that. I mean, they're going to bet Duke, but they're not going to do it until later in the week. So bad guys are looking to go against them. I mean, there's no question about that. You don't have to worry. You found the number already. It's four and a half. (laughs) That's where they're going to bet them and move it, you know, because you're not taking the same limits at the beginning of the week that you are at the end of the week. Um, you just get that bet. Boom, we got it at four and a half. Move it back to four. Line's perfect. I think I, I think both games, the, the number's just perfect. And again, we've talked about this every Monday for months. Like the numbers are harder now than they are all season. And finding an edge, worrying about line movement, reverse line movement, all where the publics are, where the percentages are. Throw all that out the window now. Just find the winner. And that's the hardest time of year to do it is last week, the week before, and this week. Tough. Absolutely so. In the Elite Eight this weekend, the four games, favorites won and covered three out of the four. The only underdog to win was, of course, an outright winner in Villanova over Houston. All four totals staying under. Arkansas and Duke just barely, but Duke and UNC, that total up there at 151 for that game the second or the actually opening game in the final four on saturday night because of course duke in north carolina is the nightcap villanova in kansas you mentioned you were surprised to see villanova with the third best odds out of the four remaining teams and not the longest price behind north carolina why were you surprised dave sherapin i think they're the um the dare i say the least sexy uh team of the four right now, the, you know, I don't know if many people gave them a chance despite them being a two seed. They're a great basketball team with a great basketball coach. Um, I just thought that you might draw the least number of bets on them, but now looking at the numbers and looking where it's at, I mean, I like Villanova to actually win the game right now. I'm leaning that way. They're going to beat Kansas in that first game. So I would take the Mm. points. But I think the thinking is they can get by Kansas. So now their number has to be a little bit lower than North Carolina. You know, because if you like Duke, you can't like North Carolina to win at all. So that's why they're the fourth choice. 
you know, some rooms will have it flipped. You know, some rooms will have probably uh, Villanova fourth and, and North Carolina third. I think consensus-wise, betting-wise, all, all across books everywhere, Duke will be the consensus favorite right now because they're going to draw the most bets. That doesn't mean they're going to win. Again, you're just right. putting numbers up to draw the most bets. And if you want to give people what they'll take, it doesn't have to reflect what's going to happen. That's what you're doing with that. But, yeah, man, I I, I think Villanova is just not, not, not a forgotten team. They're just – I mean, man, there were 50 points scored for the winning team in the basketball game on Saturday. It's a tough watch. Yeah. It wins. It is. But it's – I mean, it's not even Big Ten basketball. I don't even know what to call it, but that is some low-score basketball games, man. I mean, it's a staple of consistency right now for Villanova, especially in even years in the NCAA tournament. Of course, no tournament in 2020, but in 2016, Villanova, a national champion. In 2018, Villanova, a national champion. A perfect 16-0 now straight up in tournaments in even years since that 2016 big dance. Maybe that consistency wins the day for GQJ Wright in New Orleans, who better be back in a three-piece suit, Jay. I know we go the casual route now for head coaches, but you step up on the biggest stages and you strut out there looking a Don't whole lot better than Bill nothing. Self. That in, you no, can't no, he's got to go back to the three-piece. Right he go back to this the, thing all he, the way to no, the final four. No, no, goes back to the three-piece. They won a national championship two years with him wearing a three-piece suit. He goes back to it. That's just my prediction for the final four but as we look at it Dave you mentioned the price that you put up there to garner the interest and of course with the public attention Duke always receives especially now with the narrative surrounding coach K's last dance they are the favorites at plus 160 they are also involved of four of the five most likely outcomes in the exact result for a national championship game and title winner right now on the FanDuel Sportsbook. Duke to beat Kansas the most likely at plus 300. Kansas to beat Duke, 50 cents behind that at plus 350. And then as you can see, Duke taking on Villanova. Also, some of the most likely options we have up here on the FanDuel Sportsbook. So Dave, what does the public do this week? Where does the public put their money as we get ready for the Final Four in New Orleans? Is it the futures market? Is it a market like this, the exact result? Or is it just the game for Duke in North Carolina? Well, I'll tell you this right now, Ben, they're putting their money on, you know, the NBA and, and, and the other stuff. These games don't draw much, much action until really Friday. It's just too mm. long. There's no there's no college basketball game that sits for six days. This sits for six days. There's a lot of things yep. that happen in between, you know, now and then. There'll probably be some handle on the games in Madison Square Garden. Washington State will get some action. Texas A&M might get some action. Things like that. Um, you know, betting against the Lakers, which for you people back east, if you haven't been doing that, I don't mean to – you know, I know that's your squad and everything, but these Lakers oh, look no. like they're not going to make the playoffs. What's going on? They might not. They might not. Right now, just a one-game lead over the Spurs for that 10th spot, the 10th and final spot in the Western Conference standings that would put the Lakers in that play-in tournament. And the Spurs have won three straight. They're a seven-and-a-half-point favorite on the road tonight against the Rockets. Yes. And the Spurs and the Lakers, Dave, have the same price right now on FanDuel to make the play-in tournament, both at minus 135. There should be no optimism behind the Lakers. There is optimism 
behind the Boston Celtics, but slightly Ooh. dampered on this Monday morning, Dave Sherapan, right as you were coming on, breaking news from Sham Sharania of The Athletic and Stadium, telling us and reporting that Robert Williams, the big man for the Celtics, who had been outstanding this season for Boston, both defensively and crashing the glass, has a torn meniscus, and they expect him oh. to miss an indefinite amount of time. And Dave, we've seen the Celtics now win six straight games. They've won 11 of their last 12. And from an odds maker perspective, you can provide that for us here. As soon as we got that breaking news, Boston was at plus 350 this morning, the third best odds to win the East. Now they're at plus 440, immediate movement of almost a dollar. So that timeline is fast, Dave, but that's how quick the risk room has to be. Yeah, you got to slide that price because no one's going to bet them based on the bad news. They've been betting them based right. on them winning and blowing teams out. I think they've won 15 games, which leads the NBA uh, 15 games by 20 points or more. They're winning and blowing teams out, covering big numbers, small numbers. It doesn't matter. I, did, I didn't hear that until you just told me. Um, not surprised that there was an adjustment. I'm surprised actually how much that adjusted because that right. might, I mean, that might encourage more Celtics action, which at this point is fine because you have a little bit of time to work off it. And that's going to be a gauntlet. I mean, they're going to have to go through a couple different really hard series to win the Eastern Conference. But there's nobody playing better basketball in the league, maybe Phoenix, right. than the Boston yeah. Celtics. I mean, they, they've been really, really good. One six straight, 11 of their last 12. They have covered in five of the six on this win streak and even more movement, Dave, because as we always say, it's not just that individual team. It's how it affects the rest of the market. So the Nets and the right. Bucks were co-favorites at three to one earlier this morning. Now plus 280. The Celtics have dropped back to the fifth best price at plus Ooh. 500 right now behind the Sixers wow. and behind the Heat significant news on Robert Williams that we are sharing with you here now and how quickly it affects the market and some significant advice from our very own sportsbook conciliary, Dave Sherapan. Dave, as always, thank you for your time here on a Monday on TMA. Excellent work. Thanks for having me. I will talk to you again very soon. In the Carolina blue, I can tell you that's what my heart wants this weekend. Best bet next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Three hours on this Monday on the morning after on Sports Grid, about to be in the books. I am Ben Stevens. You are listening on Sirius XM Channel 159, the home for Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM and all across the Sports Grid network. I am Ben Stevens, as I mentioned already. So let's end out these three hours together here on a Monday TMA by giving you our best bet. You know my love is college basketball. You know I love the big dance and some more Elite Eight action on the women's side today to pay attention to as well. But as we have a couple of days off before we get to the Final Four in New Orleans, the NBA is front and center. The NBA in the home stretch of this regular season, just two weeks left until the postseason around the association. Every game important from a seating perspective, including one out in Houston 
tonight. So before we say farewell, before we say goodbye, it is time for an NBA best bet. It is time for bye bye bye. The San Antonio Spurs, a seven and a half point favorite tonight against the Houston Rockets. The San Antonio Spurs, only one game behind the Lakers right now for that 10th and final spot in the Western Conference standings that would put San Antonio into the play-in tournament with an opportunity to make the real playoffs. And the Spurs have been playing good basketball. They've won three straight games. They've also gone under in four straight. They've also gone under in eight of their last 10. They've also gone under in 10 of their last 13. And they have a pretty fast pace, as do the Houston Rockets, who don't do a ton defending the basketball from being scored by their opponents. But Houston also now under in six straight games. So following the trends here and looking at a lofty over under around 234, 234 in a hook between San Antonio and Houston tonight, I'm going to take the under. And I think the Spurs play pretty well. You heard from Bocci Galupo, Andrew Bocci Galupo, that is, and Tom Vecchio about the DeJounte Murray props tonight. Another area to look at for that game between the Spurs and the Rockets. The morning after each and every weekday, it begins at 9 a.m. Eastern time. I'm Ben Stevens. We'll talk tomorrow.